My name is Sarah. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of the Disciples Mike podcast, a podcast produced by Woodbury Lutheran Church in Woodbury, Minnesota. And on today's episode, we are recapping our sermon series called Called. Uh, We'll be talking about what we talked about the past few weeks, and we'll talk about discovering our identity in Jesus, how we can become more like him, and how we can help others to do the same. So sit back, get ready. This is the Disciples Mike. Sit back, get ready. (laughs) My brain stopped working. I know, that's okay. It it stopped. See, every time to this point now, I've commented on the words that you use to finish up that thing. You know, sit back, get ready. Lace up your shoes. <laughs> put a, put leash, a leash on your, your dog. dog. You were supposed to come up with a new one every time. If you I were, was. If you I, I, and I was going to say, I don't even know what I was going to say. Well. My brain stopped that's working. part of the issue. Stopped working. Well, hi, Andrew. Hello. How, how are you doing on this fine, fine day? I am doing great. How are you? I am I am doing well. Good. I have set one of my beverages on the ground. You have like eight beverages in front of you. I have. Now you've proceeded to put all of the tops, <laughs> take all of the tops <laughs> off of the beverages <laughs> and set them just around. You're just kind of like taking over the space is what I'm realizing. Well, that's what I do anyway. You just take over a space? I tend to take over spaces wherever I am. Okay. Well, that's something you should work on you can always tell when sarah dibburn has been somewhere yeah because there's just my stuff everywhere yeah or i'll leave things in places so i remember to go back and get them um because i usually have to go back to get something else and so like if i leave my keys somewhere yeah i have to go back and get them and then i'll remember the thing that i had to do i don't know if this logic is like smart or just ridiculous it's stupid why do you think kind I have of. an air tag on my keys now? I mean, it's probably a good idea. I like how specific are air tags? Like, if I if I were to put an air tag on my keys, yeah, and then I like leave my keys in the couch. Yep. So like, here's my thing: if I if I lose my keys, I probably lose them, lost them at home somewhere. Right? Yeah. Like, they fell out of my pocket somewhere. They're in a couch. So like, I need to get as specific as to what room and what location in the room they are. If it just is going to tell me they're in my house, not helpful at all. No. If they're going to tell me to the down to like they're in your living room, I'll be like very helpful. Thank you, AirTags. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to do this. Yeah. Do what? You can hear my keys. I am going to chuck them. Wow, we've added sound effects. <laughs> okay, you're going to chuck your keys. I'm going to throw them. Okay. And then we're going to I'm going to find my I'm going to go on my phone. So they're going to go, they are now in the closet. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm going to open up, uh, this, this episode is actually sponsored by Apple. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so those of you listening, some of you know I have a brother. And if you don't, I have one brother. His name is John. Everyone thinks he is cooler than I am. Um, they meet me, Knows. think I'm cool. And then they meet John and they're like, nah, he's cooler. Well, like, I've come to terms with it. It's fine. Like, I get that my brother is really cool. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but? But he works for Apple. Not but. He works for Apple, right. which means that we are an entirely Apple family. Correct. Uh, Everything else PC is blasphemy. In the Dibburn family, yes. So, I'm going to... So, here are my keys. Yep. I'm going to go find. Yep. And it's going to tell me 
So it, my keys are to my right. Wow. And so it's like a they're right in front of me. Fourteen feet ahead. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a warmer, colder situation yeah. too. Yeah. So it will to your right, and there are my keys. Wow. Yeah. That actually is pretty legit. So I guess I thought it would just show you a map. And be like, here's where your keys are. And I'd be like, thanks, they're in my house. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, that's not helpful to me at all. I need to know where they're at in my house. You know? I mean, like, if you zoom in, it shows that my keys are, like, right. They keep moving, actually. That's disconcerting. Right. Um. <laughs> A squirrel has now taken Sarah's <laughs> keys and is running around with Sarah's keys. Um, but there you go. That's how the air tag works. All right. Well, after that helpful <laughs> recap of air tags, let's jump into the podcast episode, huh? Yeah. But we? first, we have to do Sarah's random question. We did that more seamlessly Very this time. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. I mean, okay, friend. Do you think we're ever going to stop talking about how we do the podcast <laughs> as opposed to just doing the podcast? No. Okay, good. Um, it's kind of like in the Harry Potter books, how you have to weed through like four chapters of reestablishing the characters before yeah. you can like get with this, like continue right. on with the story. Yeah. That's what this is. If we tag certain like things in, <laughs> you know how you tag things in like search algorithms yeah. or whatever. So it'll be like, like we would probably tag like Woodbury Lutheran and like Jesus or something, yeah. you know, um, do you think like random gibberish is like a tag we can put? So we can just start tagging Harry Potter, Apple. Yeah. All the things. I think we should just keep a running list. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, have all of the tags. Maybe that's what my job will be is to write down all the tags that we should do for the thing. Are you actually going to or are you just going to think about it? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I'll try to remember. I don't have a pen on me. Um. Okay. So your random question. Here we are. Yes. Um. It is well known, and I remember this, it is well known um, that you are a 90-year-old man when it comes to social media. Very true. Yeah. And and so there's all of these different social media platforms that you um, yes. are kind of on, but not really. We're Instagram friends. Mm-hmm. We follow each other on Facebook. Correct. Uh, Which makes a lot more sense, by the way. Why would I not follow a person on... Oh, wait, never mind. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, I just caught, <laughs> I just caught what I was about to say. I you're was going to go great. the alliteration route and say, yeah. "Why wouldn't I follow someone on Facebook?" And then I realized, "Oh, you're friends with Facebook people on Facebook, so it they're both alliteration." Anyway, it's fine. Go. Great. Um, if you could be mm-hmm. any social media platform, yes, which one would you be, and why? Uh we talked about this the last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In case you're <laughs> just tuning into this episode. Uh, this is the second time we've recorded this episode. Yep. And or the second time we've done this Sarah's random question. Yeah. Uh, so what did we say last time? I want. To I remember be, what your answer I is. W- it was something like I want to be be real. Yep. But like. I don't know, not the actual be real. What, what what did I say? You said you wanted to be be real because there was the instant gratification. <laughs> Sorry, I've had to sneeze the whole time. <laughs> this is why we need a cough button on these things, Sarah. All right. It was the fact that you didn't cover the sneeze at all. And don't so tell I tell people that. <laughs> I, I, to be clear, everybody, I sneezed into the corner of an empty room <laughs> trying to avoid the mic as much as possible. <laughs> Man, just 
just throwing me under the bus. <laughs> Is there a social media uh, platform called Betrayal? Because that's what you should be, Sarah. Betrayal. But I just saw all of it. <laughs> Let's just move on, okay? Okay, so you would be me real. <laughs> all right, well. I don't know if there's any turn in this podcast wrong. Let's just call her good. Um, no, but why would you be be real? <laughs> um, what was what's be real again? <laughs> so so be real is the thing where you have to like do what's real, right? Yes. And like it's like you have a certain amount of time. Why did I say be real last time? Because of the instant gratification that like it's one and done. You don't have to worry about it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> like the procedure or the process of be real sounds cool to me because yeah. like I don't have to check on it all the time. It's just like, boom, I'm yeah. done. But like I would actually inter- have to interact with be real more than I interact with most social media anyway. Yeah. Cause like I'm like the classic, like Facebook stalker. I never post anything. Yep. I never post anything on Instagram. I just have accounts and I like, f- you know, watch like scroll through it uh, occasionally or whatever. Yeah. So, I would be re- be be real, uh-huh. because f- uh, the concept of it makes the most sense to me. Yeah, but I don't like the process of I have to do something every day or whatever. That's the part that I would be like, meh, not so much. That's fair. You, uh, you were in my be real today. I was. Yeah, looking handsome as ever. Sure. Well, it's whatever your makes you feel better. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I would be OG Instagram. Oh, yeah. You had a good answer to this. Side note for everybody who's listening at home. Um, Sarah gets to think about these questions <laughs> because she picks them. And then she just like randomly throws them at me. And I have to be like, uh, just think on your feet, you know? Yeah. And Sarah comes up with these like really cool answers that then I make me look dumb. So go ahead. Tell me why. No. Original Instagram. Sometimes I think of these just on the fly. Based on our conversations. So like the social media one was just on the fly. Um, But I would be OG Instagram because I am a photographer. I take pictures of things. Um, It's the one form of art that I am good at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I would be that one because you're just posting pictures. There's there's no stories. There's no reels. Uh, You can only post like one picture. And it was when Instagram was like photography and photography only. And not any of this other business. Right. Exactly. And now it's photography and this other business. It is. Oh, and I, this is the other thing, too. So we, like, all of them eventually devolve. Yeah, we talked about this, too. In, into the same thing. Yeah. Which is something that, like, I don't get. Like, they all start with kind of a niche. Yeah. And then they all end up having the same features. Yes. So it's like, like, Instagram is is very similar to Facebook, you yep. know, you know, and well they're also owned by <coughs> the same people. Right. But like Snapchat, like used to be when you first got Snapchat, it was just pictures, nothing else. You yeah. could then add like a little text or something in the in the image. But now it's like you can text people, there's like stories on there, like you can get news through there. Mm-hmm. So they all end up like becoming the same thing. So what I'm curious with Be Real is how that'll end up being because that one's relatively new, right? I mean, it's been around longer than I realized. So it's been around since like 2020. Oh, okay. But students have only like started to get on it over sure. the past few months. Yeah. And so it's like now caught on, but it's been around for 
two, right. almost three years by this point. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see because I just saw that who just introduced it. Instagram, I think, just introduced a Be Real type situation where you oh, can really? take. Uh, so the idea behind Be Real is that you get a notification. Everyone gets one at the same time. And you have two minutes to take a front-facing picture and a rear-facing picture. And so it takes them at the same time. And then the idea is that there's no filters. You're being real. You're stopping whatever. Right. Um, and so I think Instagram and Snapchat have introduced the feature where you can take a front-facing and rear-facing picture at the same time to try to be like be real. Mm. But I don't know how easily. Without the prompt. Yeah, without the prompt. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's really just the concept of the, like the picture taking of it and that's right. it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what platforms catch on to the Be Real because it's literally exploding and it's the most like low maintenance app right. ever. Because yeah. you're not just mindlessly scrolling. You just take a picture or I get pinged whenever people post late. Yeah. And <clears throat> the interactions with it are pretty minimal. And yeah. See, it's interesting though because like I think that I think that they all like like we said already that they'll they all kind of devolve into something but then they all like pick up these other things. So yeah. once the newest one comes out, all of a sudden you need that feature on your platform. So like yeah. you know, Instagram comes out with a new one or whatever. But the thing that I thought about the other day that's fascinating is I remember in high school when Facebook was becoming popular uh when I was in high school and it was like you got Facebook for one reason and one reason alone. Sarah, can you guess what the one reason and one reason alone that you got Facebook was for in high school? Because they opened it up to non-college kids. <laughs> well, no. Yes. That, I mean, that's, that is when that's what happened. But I'm in high school. Yeah. And I'm, get, I'm, like, I'm like, don't have a Facebook, but it's like, okay, I should get on Facebook. What's the primary reason that I have to get on facebook like there's one feature that it had oh i thought you were gonna say because a cute girl was on it well that it's related to that yeah it's the in a relationship oh, status yeah. you know um and i remember the the movie the social network when it or social network i think it's called that yeah with jesse to, eisenberg yep, that's yeah one. so that came out and it was like that was the re- revolutionary thing yeah like in a relationship or not or whatever and so like you get you get the, the facebook when I was in high school, yeah, because it was like, got to see if the girl I like is in a relationship or yeah. whatever, you know? And so that's why you had it then. But like now it's, it, it's so funny because I don't think that's really a thing anymore. Like Facebook is the only one that has that feature, if I'm not mistaken. Is that true? Yeah. The other ones don't because there's not really a necess- like a need for right. it. Except on Instagram where if you're dating someone, you put their handle in your profile ah, and then see. like a dating since whenever okay gotcha so i didn't know that that was a thing but like yeah. the but the point is is that all of them get get the same feature but like facebook is the only one that still has that one so like yeah. they haven't like and it's i so this is me getting into like sociology or something like that but yeah like it's interesting because i think that when i originally got a social media account it was actually to like help me with a real in-person social experience. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to figure out if somebody was in a relationship. So I use this as a resource to figure out if, if then I could like whatever, if, if they were on the market or not. 
Um, <laughs> to be clear, I married my high school sweetheart. So, you know. Um, Did you start dating about in life. like 11th grade or something yeah, like that? Exactly. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but they don't have them on the new ones. And I think it's because there's less and less of a, like a, of a thing. Yeah. A feature of what social media is supposed to be. Like Facebook was supposed to be this thing that helped you connect for real life back in the day. Uh-huh. And now all these social media accounts, like you live a, a life on yeah. social media. Yep. You know, you, you have a different kind of persona on your online life than, than you do in your real life. Anyway, we're digressing quite a bit from this Sarah's random question. We really are. Yeah. We went a lot, a little deeper than maybe the lighthearted, funny question. that We started funny. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you can't help but just wax philosophical. You know what I mean, Sarah? <laughs> when it comes to social media. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's... I I want you to be on Be Real. I'll get you at some point. Probably not. Maybe. I, like, I will... I, the prop, I will not interact with it enough. Like, it's... I, I just never do. Like, your your Be Real will just get really mad at you and be yeah, like, dude, be like, you, you haven't, haven't posted. posted in like 18 days. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah and I don't intend to either. take that right platform yeah exactly (laughs) um so speaking of platforms that has nothing to do with platforms at all um so we we wrapped up a sermon series around woodbury lutheran um a number of days ago i don't know how many number of days right math is hard um called called which We've been talking about this. If I can just say, if I still think it's hilarious <laughs> that, that I can say that it's called called. called. The only reason that you know that we're talking about something different <laughs> is the, the inflection of your voice. Called called, <laughs> like it's so funny to me. Anyway, but then you wouldn't just say the sermon series is called. Oh shoot! I guess you could. You could, but then even that, it's like I would be like called what? It's called what? Yeah, and then it's a who's on first situation. Yes. Um. So it's a sermon series that is entitled Called. Wow. That was impressive. Is that it? Probably. I think think that's it. Um, And so so we've spent uh, a fair amount of time in this sermon series. And uh, I think one of the things is that we are starting a a new thing around Woodbury Lutheran that is called uh, the Disciple Life, not to be confused with the Disciples Mike. But not to be unconfused with it either, because they're closely related. Yep. No. <laughs> what? Why would? You, why are you looking at me like that? That's a legitimate thing. Your sentence confused me. Which is ironic because I was saying unconfused. Yes. Anyway. Um. And and so this it's this idea like we've been we've been calling back to it throughout this entire sermon series, where it, it's. In like we're always in this vicious, not vicious cycle. Oh my gosh, <laughs> vicious, endless cycle. cycle. Yeah. That's what I wanted. An endless cycle of how we're discovering our identity in Jesus, uh, then we're becoming more like Him, and then we're helping others to do the same. And and that's what being a disciple of Jesus is: is that we're we're in um, this place where we are always um, working towards these three things. And so the sermon series over the past few weeks has has been calling back to that. Um, and, and so Andrew, I can't remember what the question was that I was just about to ask you Okay. because my brain isn't working anymore. Sure. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, called, what are your opinions? (laughs) (laughs) What a great question, Sarah. Uh, no, I think that, I think that you're exactly right. So I think that what, what I will 
what I will just take your random question <laughs> and just talk about what I want to talk about <laughs> instead is that, um, <clears throat> you know, this entire idea of the disciples, the disciple life and the disciples Mike and how yep. they're kind of connected is this idea that, you know, we're constantly kind of going through the cycle of, like you said, becoming more like Jesus and then inviting others to do the same. And that it's kind of a, it's kind of a circle. And, but, but I would almost say that it is also, it's like circle, but it's also kind of think of it like spiral as well, because mm. as you, as you go around the circle, we add a little bit more to our experience and we add a little bit more to kind of what it means for us, add a little bit more uh, to kind of, I don't know, our our own callings and our own ways that we're involved and things along those lines. So, you know, in one way you can look at it as a circle, but in, in another way that you can look at, at, you can look at it as a spiral. So you're always kind of adding, you're always kind of growing and developing and, and growing closer and deeper um, as a disciple in, in a variety of different ways. Um, and I think that, that that kind of relates to what we talked in our last episode of the disciples, Mike, about your story and what that story actually looks like and, and sharing your story. And, um, you know, we talked about like kind of our story last time as a static thing in the sense of like, yeah, I have a story to tell, or like I have a, I have a, a, a situation that, or a series of events, I guess you could say that, add up to make my story, um, which you could start at my childhood and you could go all the way up through uh, today. But the thing is, too, that is kind of interesting when you think about a story that we're in is that our stories are still being written, you know, and our stories are still being like played out uh, like right now, like to the to the extent that we can talk about my story being lived out in this moment um, and uh, and it will continue to be lived out, you know, as we go into the future. And so the same thing is true when we talk about like being a disciple and fitting ourselves into the bigger story of everything. Yeah. So often we can look at scripture and we can say that's the story or the story of the Bible is this story that was written. Well, the reality is, is that the story that is written in scripture points to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come, right? Mm-hmm. It points to this future thing that Jesus is going to do. So the reality is, is that the Bible as a story in, you know, don't stretch this too far, but like is still being written through us. You know, we are the disciples now who go and make disciples of all nations. And so we are the ones who are kind of writing the story of, of scripture in today's world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as disciples, we do that discipleship life thing. We continue to grow and we continue to add to it. Um, and we continue as we continue to live out the commission that Jesus gives us before he ascends into heaven. And we continue to write the story of what discipleship looks like. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's kind of a, a cool way of framing this idea is to say as disciples, we have stories and that story fits into a bigger narrative of scripture. Uh, and when we, f- when we can find new ways and different ways to fit ourselves into that story, uh, the more that, that, that leads us to a place where we're continuing to grow in Jesus and grow in his love um, and, and, and to grow honestly the church yeah. when we invite other people into it as well. So when you look at this circle uh, so again, cause y- you guys don't have it in front. Well, maybe you do, maybe you have this graphic in front of you because I think we've been given, like we are giving it out and things like that. But in case you don't, again, it's discovering my identity in Jesus, becoming more like him and helping others to do the same. Andrew, do you think it's possible to have this circle be uneven? Like 
you you spend a lot of time finding your identity in Jesus um, and you maybe become more like him. But then the shortest is helping others to do the same. Or maybe um, the shortest is discovering your identity in Jesus. uh, But you have a lot of becoming more like him and inviting others to do the same. Do you think Mm -hmm. that it's possible to have more of one than the others? Or do you think that for this to to work, um, you need to have relatively equal parts of all of them? Well, I think that I think it's a little bit of both. Now, I think that the thing that, you know, that anytime you do a graphic like this, you have to like it's it it, it they all break down. It's like analogies. They all break down at a certain point in yeah. some sense. And so the thing that I love about the circle is that we're talking about it constantly one feeds into the other feeds into the other, you know. Um and what's important about the circle thing is that we don't take the the circle and flatten it out into a line where it's like you do this after you do this you do this and then after you do this you do this other thing and then you're done and like you start at one line one part of the line and you go to this other part but where if if you could almost make the circle different would be the fact that you're you're constantly also kind of going back and forth between these steps you know yeah it's not like you start, you know, in one part of the circle and you go around the circle and then you go around the circle again and you go around the circle again. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is like, as I become more like Jesus, I and I naturally do this idea of calling others to be like him. And through doing that, I'm actually at the same time sort of growing in what it looks like to become more like Jesus. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's it's you're never you're never kind of statically or solidly i think in one area of the circle you kind of got your feet in multiple different places or you're kind of hopping around from place to place throughout the circle um so in that sense i think that that it's like it is relatively it's always relatively even but you you might be working on uh or focusing on um like just more I guess time or something mm-hmm. in certain areas of it, you know, like right now I am focusing on, you know, telling people more than I am actually growing like myself personally, but that doesn't mean that I'm not growing personally. You know, yeah. it's, it's the circles may be lopsided to kind of stretch that metaphor, but that doesn't mean that it's not non-existent. Yeah. I don't know, what, what do you see in kind of your experience of this or with the way that others kind of live this out? Um, I think it's like, I think probably different seasons of life, you spend different amount of times on each of these three things. Like um, we were discussing in staff meeting a few weeks ago. um, We just had to talk to the person next to us about which of these three things, like where we've seen wins in it, but where we've also, um, where we also like either need prayer or have struggled with. And, and so I think that, like even when we look at at ministry and Andrew, you and I are kind of, we're kind of the same in that we both spend like we're in the trenches with with teenagers, High schoolers. um, yeah, and in our day to day, and and so like right now what I'm doing in youth ministry is, like helping students discover their identity in Jesus, and like that's where we're sitting because once once we work on that then we can become more like him and then we can invite others Mm -hmm. uh, to do the same. And, and so I think each season of your life, depending on where you're at, you'll you'll spend different amounts of time sitting in these different three things. Right. And, and so hopefully with this sermon series, these, these past many weeks, it's been um, seeing areas of your life that you need to, 
to maybe acknowledge mm. because the call has been placed on all of our lives right. to, to multiply disciples and transform lives. That's the, the great commission you were talking about earlier. Right. Um, but, but the sermon series has been about different areas of calling yeah. of like being called into community, which for some of us is easier than it is for others. Um, Cause some of us like to do life with people. Some of us don't like to do life with people. Mm-hmm. Some of us, um, it takes a, a lot to be able to open up to, to people. Um, and that's like, that's where I sit is yeah. I'm not one to like instantly open up to, to others. It's going to take me some time to be able to, to do that. Right. Um, and like called to, to kingdom work of, um, making sure that we are, we have our minds set on the right things mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, of forgiving people in our lives of serving of all of that fun stuff. Right. Um, and so it, it's been cool how each sermon series or each sermon in the series has, has touched on all of these things. Um, but have been like, there's been a challenge in all of them to figure out which ones kind of which ones we need to do better at right? because yeah. we need to do better at things in our day-to-day life. And like I say that a lot, mm-hmm. the whole do better thing. Yeah. Um, I have it on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess just my water bottle and a hat and sure. a shirt. But, you know, that's just the beginning. <laughs> but that's like three more than most people. Correct. Yeah. Unless you're Andy Staxton, then you too have a do better shirt because yeah. we have matching shirts. Because why not? Um, obviously. Yeah. But I think this sermon series has done a great job, at least for me, of of seeing the areas of my life that I need to grow in. Right. Because I hate to break it to you guys, but even us as church workers. Yeah. have to do better well and and so it's so funny that you kind of bring the uh, bring that up again but like and i know we talked about the kind of the difference the church worker thing on the last episode and stuff like that but um the 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 video uh from the chosen um that that has the samaritan woman at the well and that whole story uh of the samaritan woman at the well where jesus you know tells her you know, she has this conversation and, and through this conversation, she leaves and says, you know, I saw a man who told me everything, you know, about myself or whatever. And she's she is in this episode. She is a new convert. Right. Like okay. she immediately she she doesn't know who Jesus is. And in the story, she doesn't know who Jesus is. And he tells her like the whole point of the story is that Jesus is telling her, like, I'm living water. You know, you if you have the water I give, you will not thirst again. And she doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. And then eventually he tells her and she all of a sudden like it clicks. So she is kind of by definition in this thing, a new convert. Right. Yeah. And she immediately goes into this, uh, you know, helping others do the same part of the circle. Right. Yeah. She starts and goes, goes to tell everybody. And that's what the whole episode is kind of about is she is going all throughout town and telling everybody that she possibly knows. Well, what's interesting that I was thinking about with this is like, I'm in the same place right now, but in a very different stage in some sense, right? I am by no means a new convert. You know, I've been a Christian my entire life. I yeah. baptized as a, as a baby, right? Um, and I have not, you know, I've been educated in, I've gone to church and been educated in, in theology and doctrine and stuff like that uh, relatively thoroughly uh, throughout my entire life. And what I do on a daily basis is, you know, I'm in a classroom teaching 
high school students about the faith, about Jesus, and about the love that he has for them. And so I am almost just as much in the same boat as her in the sense that I, we, we both, me and the Samaritan woman at the well, are spending our time telling everybody that we can about him, you know, mm. so helping others to do the same part of the circle. But at the same time, like we, the, the Samaritan woman in, from that point on has a lot more to learn about what it means to become like Jesus, you know, um, and she can spend a lot of time kind of doing that and learning about that, but she's in a different place than where I would be as a person who has, you know, had faith since they were a little child type yeah. thing. Um, and so when you talk about like, what's the, what side of the, the circle are you on or what kind of, is it a lopsided circle or, you know, do you spend more time on it? I think that it comes back to that sort of spirally kind of analogy that you, as you go, you add a little bit more and a little bit more and what it looks like looks different at different times of your life and things along those lines. And so I loved that Samaritan woman at the well kind of landing point, landing spot that we uh, ended up at with the chosen, because I think that it helps us to, to show that we can do that at any stage. Mm -hmm. Samaritan woman didn't know anything else outside of that. This man was a, was a man who like basically prophesied to her and showed her this miraculous sign, right? Yeah. Her entire frame of who Jesus was, was a, a simple conversation at a well. And she takes that and goes and tells everybody, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and at the same time, we can be, uh, we can be completely like, we can have spent a lot of time in, in Bible and scripture and theology discussions or whatever. And we're still called to do the same thing. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's that, that's what's so fascinating about kind of how the thing works is that no matter where you're at, you're always kind of at the same place in mm -hmm. some sense. Um, but we, we continue to go deeper. We can continue to spiral out in that sense. Uh, and I think that's what's cool about called is that whether we're called yesterday or, or we've been called for our entire lives, like we're all called and we're all going together towards the same purpose, pulling in the same direction. Yeah. And it's been cool to to hear stories, too, of um, like in youth ministry, we were working in this disciple life language into our small group lessons and and just the growth that we've seen in um, in students like sixth graders like you never when you think of of growth as a disciple of jesus you're not thinking that sixth grader mm -hmm. is gonna is gonna know different things um but it's cool to see the growth that's happening um within the small group leaders too who are adults but then also the kids that are also figuring out um this circle and and in sim like in seemingly easy ways mm -hmm. like just being more comfortable like uh lindsey schmidt our director of youth ministry was saying um that they have one small group where the girls are are working at being better at praying out loud. Mm -hmm. And like that's a pretty simple thing is, right. is just praying out loud. Um, but that's how they are, are growing in this and, and discovering their calling as a disciple of Jesus is simply, I'm going to pray out loud more. Yeah, right. Uh, which like even for adults, that's an easy thing. Like, okay, I can in a, in a group setting, I can pray out loud and it will be okay. Yeah, right. Um, and I think a lot of us can learn from that too. Like, okay, if these sixth graders are, are like focusing in on this and they're yeah. identifying this as kind of a simple one thing that I can do right now, like how many adults can probably focus on the exact same thing, you know, including me. Right. And yeah. like, 
um, I think that that's where we can learn from each other. Uh, and I think that it's like sometimes I think we can even look at this idea of helping others do the same mean meaning like others who aren't Christians yet. I'm going to witness to them. Yeah, you know? I'm going to I'm going to like, you know, go and I'm going to evangelize to somebody, which is good. And you should do. And, and it, that's like obviously what we're called to do as disciples. Yeah. But the other thing. But I think that it's actually a little bit more simple than that. Even, you know, mm. helping others to do the same can start in your home, can start with your kids, can start with your friends, even your Christian friends, can start with the person who sits in the pew in front of you or behind you or beside you at church. Like we are helping each other be sharpened. We are helping others, uh, each other look more like Jesus. So it's not just I'm proclaiming the message to those who don't know it yet, but like we're doing life together as a church. And so Mm -hmm. as Woodbury Lutheran, how are we kind of pulling towards the same goal and how am I challenging you as my brother or sister in Christ to be more like Jesus? You know, how am I, and how are you challenging me to do the same? Yeah. So it's kind of this, like, again, just goes back to this, like jumping around the circle. Like I, at the same time am making myself look more like Jesus, but in doing that, I'm making other, I'm hoping other people are seeing me as an example Uh, And they're kind of becoming more like Jesus because of that, too. So it's the helping others do the same is more than just straight up evangelism is, I guess, the kind of an idea that goes with that there. But then I can also look at people within the congregation to see who are helping me as I'm on this. Yeah. Um, And like I can I can think of, of people around this place that um, have been mentors to me for a really long time and. And so I, I get to help or I get to walk alongside students and kids as they're figuring out their life and figuring out all of this stuff of their identity being in Jesus in a culture that's very much telling them to find their identity in literally everything and anything, um, whatever pops up on TikTok that day, maybe find your identity in that. And so I'm the, I'm helping these kids figure out that they are chosen and they're fearfully and wonderfully made and all this stuff. But then I get to have adults. Sorry, I'm an adult. You are adult. An adult I yes. am 32. Correct. Yes. I forget that. In my brain, I'm still like 20, uh, which is still an that's adult. Everybody, though. Yeah. 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 In my brain, I'm very much in my early 20s and yeah. not in my 30s. Anyway, more more better adults than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> adults that are more adults than me. Yeah. You. Yeah. Older. Well, you're middle aged, so you know. I do like that that's the one thing that keeps getting referenced back to all the time is right. that I'm middle-aged. Correct. It comes up in staff meeting at least once every yeah. every meeting. Well, um, it's good to remind you. Older adults. <laughs> yes. There we go. There you go. Uh, that I have older adults that I'm still learning from as I'm helping right. the younger generation to learn. Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing about the church. Yeah. It should be a beautiful thing about the right. church that it's not just one-sided, but we have people that are pouring into us. Right. We're pouring into others. Yeah. And then hopefully they're pouring into someone else. Right. As well. And it's like we c- we can look to that for that as well, to others for that as well. Excuse me. Like we can s- we can look to the person who's older, but we can also look to the person who's younger. And yeah. Like learn little lessons of faith or what it looks like to be more like Jesus from children, you know, in, in our congregation. And they're like sort of simplistic, but profound perspectives that they have on things. And I think that, that, that the minute that we stop doing that is the minute that we are like 
losing out on such a big part of what discipleship can look like just in our church, yeah. you know? Um, and so like the minute we start to say, you know, I've kind of got it figured out for myself and you've got to figure it out for yourself, but we just come here to like recharge in the church building on Sunday morning so that I can go out and like enter the mission field. Like, no, yeah. like church is about more than that. It's about like, we come to this place on Sunday or on Wednesdays or whenever that we do life together to like, to do life together, you know, yeah. to like to, yep. to, to do discipleship here in this place. You know, discipleship does not just happen outside of the walls of the church. It happens inside of the walls and maybe sometimes primarily inside of the walls of the church. Yeah. Um, and so I think that as long as we kind of looked that I, that idea of iron sharpening iron, um, I think that that's a, a really important kind of mindset that we keep uh, with this whole discipleship conversation. Yeah. And, and so I think that as... As we wrap up, I'm going to hit the right button this time. Are you? Nice. I did. As we wrap up on yes. on this episode, uh, maybe maybe pray. Well, don't maybe. You should always pray. That's how this works. Uh, but pray that God opens your eyes to someone that you can come up alongside um, and, and, and do life with. Like yeah. maybe there is someone on your heart or mind now that you could be more intentional about having conversations with. Um, but, but just figure out how you can, um, embody this disciple life stuff that we've been talking about. And also this, this cult sermon series that we've been talking about, um, to realize your calling as a disciple to, to multiply other disciples and transform lives. Yeah. And in that, like be open to whoever and wherever that comes from. Yeah. Say that prayer, you know, pray for that, but then also be ready for it to come from your work, from your school, from, your church you can come yeah. from wherever so have a great week guys and we will see you later bye